Hi, I'm Katie Eagles from the Investment Solutions Team at Royal London. Today, I'm joined by Trevor Greetham, Head of Multi-Asset at Royal London Asset Management. And we're going to discuss the fact that Trevor has been responsible for managing tactical asset allocation changes to our governed range for three years now. Trevor, what's your process for deciding on whether any tactical asset allocation changes need to be made? Well, our approach to tactical asset allocation always starts with research. So we've looked over many different years at the different factors that impact investment decisions. For example, the investment clock model links where we are in the global business cycle to whether you should be overweighting stocks or bonds or commodities or cash. We have other models which look at regional equity decisions or currency decisions, for example. And we feed these models into a weekly team meeting where our aim is to apply the models in an intelligent way. We don't always do exactly what the model suggests, but if you like it, helps us avoid the sort of behavioral traps you can fall into, where you stick with your positions too long or, or you do what's been working recently. Um, we look at the models, we think very carefully about the environment we're in, we sometimes make adjustments to them, and then we apply them uh, in the funds. Uh, we also have a monthly meeting which involves the Chief Investment Officer, Piers Hillier, and uh, heads of each asset class, which you can think of more as a kind of governance meeting around the tactical strategies that we're applying. And that all happens prior to implementing changes in the governed range. Now, you've been responsible for the tactical asset allocation decisions on the governed range for three years now. How would you rate your performance? I'm going to give myself a six out of ten. Let me explain. Um, we can um, simulate tactical asset allocation all the way back to 1995 using the investment clock and the other models. And what we find over that really long period is tactical asset allocation tends to add value about six times in ten. Now, you might think that if you were good at doing something six times in ten, you would probably stop doing it because it feels a lot like five times out of ten. It doesn't feel that different from four times out of ten, but it's a bit like batting averages. If you can be consistently good six times out of ten, month in, month out, year in, year out, that's how you add value in tactical asset allocation. So over the last three years in the governed range, uh, the governed portfolios, we've added about half a percent of additional return for customers a year. Um, we'd like to add a bit more than that. The, the long-term back test suggests we should be able to add a bit more than that. But even so, I think you have to be pretty um, modest in your aims. Um, six out of ten is good enough for us. Great. Any particular tactical asset allocation change you're most proud of? I thought you were going to ask which one are we most ashamed of. I mean, they're, they're, I don't want to talk too much about the four times out of ten when it doesn't work out. But um, um, seriously, you do have to think quite carefully about the times when things aren't working and, and stick to your process. And, and sort of sometimes that really tests your mettle. Uh, I think that the, the tactical change I'm most proud of in the last three years actually was very recently. It was buying the dip in equity markets quite aggressively in the governed portfolios in December of 2018. Now, December of 2018 was the worst month on Wall Street since the Great Depression in the 1930s. It was a horrible month, uh, right up to Christmas Eve when Donald Trump was still tweeting about China and how he was coming, going to come and get them on trade. Um, our sentiment indicator that tells us whether markets are in a panic was flashing one of its 10 most extreme buy signals in weekly data going back to 1990. So in more than a thousand weeks of data, it was saying this is one of the top 10 times when the markets are panicking unnecessarily 
about a recession. So we stuck with our overweight position. We added to our overweight position in equities in December of last year. And what we've seen since then is a very sharp recovery in stock markets to new highs, um, really on the, the back of the fact that the investment clock has moved out of stagflation where growth is weakening and inflation is rising, which is where we were in 2018, um, through reflation into recovery. So what's been happening is that the drop in the oil price last year took inflation out of the system. And now the markets are rallying on the expectation of interest rates cuts, uh, interest rate cuts starting this month in America, uh, and probably giving us a new upswing in the world economy. But that was quite tricky at the time. It was certainly uh, very nerve-wracking to be uh, buying equities in very large size when all of this stuff was going on in December. We stuck to our process. Okay, I'm going to say, say the B word. How does tactical asset allocation help meet the challenges of Brexit-related risks? Right. Well, well, Brexit feels like it's the gift that keeps on giving in terms of risk. I mean, um, I've, I've managed the tactical asset allocation in the government portfolios for, for over three years, and most of that time, um, Brexit's been a, a major factor. Um, the first thing I would say about Brexit risk is the way it impacts portfolios is primarily through the exchange rate. Uh, where we stand at the moment, we could leave the EU with no deal at the end of October, uh, in which case I would expect the pound to go down quite significantly, maybe 10 or 15% on the foreign exchanges. On the other hand, it's still plausible that Brexit is cancelled altogether. So if Parliament refuses to back a no-deal exit and demands a second referendum, that could go the other way. Uh, you've got to keep your mind open to these things. And in that scenario, I think the pound would go up from its current level by 10 or 15%. So you've got a 20 or 30% range in sterling based on political events over the next six months, which is extraordinary. We're meant to be a developed country. That sort of level of currency risk based on political outcomes is very much an emerging market phenomenon. Uh, we're not taking a lot of tactical positions on Brexit because it's so hard to call. Primarily, we're thinking of Brexit as something that the strategic asset mix has to cope with. <clears throat> what I mean by that is that um, we have a mixture in the government portfolios within our growth-seeking assets of equities, property, and commodities. And we would expect, if in a, we, we see a no-deal exit and the pound goes down a lot, uh, we'd expect equity markets to go up. Um, overseas equities would go up because we're viewing them from a, a weakening currency standpoint over here in sterling. The UK equity market sources about 70% of its revenues from overseas as well. So a weakening in the pound is actually quite good for stocks but it would be negative for UK commercial property given the economic disruption that would probably accompany um, a chaotic departure from the EU. And you can turn that around. If we were to cancel Brexit or have some good Brexit deal, the pound would probably go up, which would crimp returns from your equity portfolio, but property valuations would leap upwards. There's a degree of natural hedge between equities and property, and having both in the mix helps when you've got this degree of uncertainty. And finally, is there anything that you think sets your tactical process apart in comparison to other multi-asset managers? Um, well, I've got a bit of experience with this because prior to becoming a fund manager, I spent 10 years at an investment bank um, as a sort of global strategist traveling around the world, meeting asset allocation teams. So I had the benefit of, of, of if you like, seeing firsthand a lot of different investment processes. Um, I think we are more systematic than most people. 
Um, we, we avoid the sort of committee-based decision-making you sometimes see. Um, and I think compared to most people, we're more experienced. Um, our team of eight or nine people has an average investment experience of about 20 years. Um, at the moment, we've, we're in the longest economic expansion that America has seen on record, records going back to the mid-1800s. It's been 10 years since the last recession ended. Uh, we've managed money in the last recession, which was the great financial crisis. We added a lot of value through tactical asset allocation at that time. So over 2008-9, we added about 9% of additional value uh, in the funds I was managing at that time at, at Fidelity. Um, so I think it's a systematic approach, avoiding behavioral traps, and an experienced team that's been through difficult markets and has managed to add value at those times. Thank you, Trevor, and thanks for listening. Thanks very much, everyone.